to the bonus interview episode of Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the usually quirky podcast that gives writing tips and life tips. I'm Carrie Jones, and with me today is Jose de la Roca, who I can't say his last name very well because I have a speech impediment, but he's so cool that he's okay with that. Jose is amazing, and I'm super excited to have him here. He has a new book out called Start Podcasting, The Secrets of um, Radio Broadcast Engineer, and he has more than 17 years of radio broadcasting experience, and he's going to share some of the secrets that he knows about podcasting, about life, and about making things funny. Um, But Jose is a dad first, Um, and then I guess you're maybe a talking monkey and writer. Is that true, Jose? Yeah, I mean, uh, people should see my weird upside-down two-upper face, so they'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> what, I, what I love about you, because I've been stalking some of your um, your places on social media, is just how funny and real you are. Like, you are, you'll do anything to make your kids smile, you know what I mean? And is there a reason that you're like that? Like that? Are you self-aware enough to be like, yeah, I do this because, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess. Well, you know, um, for people who are listening, um, literally five two. Uh, uh, I've been short my whole life, so I think that I realized that you know, like you can't really grow. Like there's no, like, <laughs> you know, if you're uh, like overweight, you could lose, you know. Uh, you know, weight or like you could change things, but I can like just take a pill and grow, right? I wish, yeah. it, but so I just decided to start making fun of myself before somebody else was, and it's like a, a coping mechanism. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I like to, you know, like I like to uh, make fun of myself. I like to have, uh, I don't take myself too seriously. I just want people to enjoy what I do and have a laugh with me or at me, I guess, whatever they want to call it. Well, you're like, you're a great, like, great, bright ray of sunshine in the whole world of social media. Like, you are so funny and so endearing. And now that I know that you're the exact same height that I am, I love you even more. Um, so um, I'm really intrigued by the fact that you said, like, it's a coping mechanism and how humor has helped you. Do you and I know that it's super big deal for you to have to be a dad, right? Um, so I was wondering if you could, are you t- teaching your child to use humor as a coping mechanism already, do you think? Oh, you should ask my girlfriend. She, she, she's a teacher, so she's been home uh, because of what's going on. Oh. Uh, I, I believe that she's done with us. Like, my son, <laughs> by the way, uh, luckily doesn't look anything like me. I call him my girlfriend with a penis. Uh, <laughs> literally just like my girlfriend. And in uh, uh, every aspect, he looks like her. Like, every time we go out, him and I, People are always asking me if I'm babysitting. What? Yeah, it's like, are you babysitting? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, but uh, <laughs> but I I guess like he looks like me, but I'm kind of training him to be me, uh, which is like, uh, you know, sucks for my girlfriend because I'm pretty sure she wanted to have a family, but she ended up with two kids. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just teaching him to be himself, and uh, you know, uh, it's kind of difficult to. 
in the show, a four-year-old, it just it already happened with my brother. My brother is totally different from me. He's 15 years older than me, and I consider him not only my brother, but my dad, because I didn't have a dad growing up. So uh, he's very serious. He's very Latino-ish. If, you know, macho, work, bring the money. Yeah. Um, not that he's a bad person, but he just he was raised like that. My grandma told that he needed to be like that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my my son one time was being silly with him, and he's like, "No, you don't do that." Explain <laughs> to my son that silliness is fine, but some people will not like uh, type of silliness, and it's okay, you know. Like with him, him and I could have a good silly relationship, but sometimes he had to acknowledge that. If somebody says, I don't like that, it's okay. And then you just don't treat that person like that, you know. It's hard for a four-year-old to actually understand that. But Yeah, but the fact that you're even teaching him that already at four years old, just, you know, he's going to get it. And it shows how great a dad you are, you know, even though you're so dad. You're a great dad because you care, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I always tell people, like, I like being a dad because it's... So I don't want to say sad or something, but some people were not, you know, ready to be dads. I mean, I wasn't financially ready to be a dad, but I was mentally ready to be a dad. Even I always told people I never wanted to be a dad because I didn't have a dad growing up. Uh, But uh, people always told me that I was good with kids uh, to be a good dad, but I always said no. I don't have kids, and then uh, I guess I'm I'm just trying to be a dad. That's all. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a bad dad. I'm just trying to be an okay dad. Oh, you are so humble. You're so humble. Like I think you're amazing, and I think that the moment anyone sees your videos on your YouTube channel, which features a lot of stuff, stuffed animals, um, ah. and like. Like your photos, like you've got a great on your Instagram, you've got like this great eye and like this great sense of humor and like this self awareness of just being who you are. It's just beautiful. I think those are usually the best dads, you know? I hope so. I mean, and uh, but uh, I'm also very private on his privacy. Just like, yeah. So even though, like, uh, I think. I tried, um, I had a first book uh, that it was uh, all about how I became the dad that I was, that I never had. Yeah. uh, I tried to promote that book with social media and stuff like that. And I don't want, uh, I want to say that the reason it didn't do well is because I'm not one of those Instagram dads that it's all Mm -hmm. about it, but it's you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm actually, like, people will be like, hey, where is your son? In, uh, in the videos, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't do that. Where's your son in the podcast? Yeah, I don't even talk about his name. Uh, where's your son in, in your Instagram? Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't take pictures of my son. So, because I believe that he is four, and he hasn't told me, hey, Dad, I want you to post a picture of me on Instagram so people could like it, you know? Yeah. It's a weird mentality that I have, but I respect his privacy so much that I don't want to put it out there because it's not my, it's not my responsibility for his, for what he does, right? Like, if he wants to have his own Instagram later on, that's great. But at the moment, let him be a four-year-old and that's it. Yeah, no, that makes sense, Sarah. I think that's, like, you've got to do what you have to do to make you feel happy and him feel happy and that you feel is, like, ethical and right, you know? Like, 
I hope you don't get hate over that. You don't get haters over that, do you? Well, it's not, you know, why would anybody give me hate by not putting my son's face in my Instagram? <laughs> you know what? I feel like people are willing to give hate over anything sometimes if they're cranky enough. You know, they're like, I'll find a reason. Um, but yeah. You know, I, I do have like anxiety and then I get uh, worried about dumb stuff, but. I I realized that, you know, trolls will be trolls and like I started my Twitter account just to play the game and that's how I met you. Yeah. Because uh, I started a Twitter account to promote my to be a writer, right? Because I right. guess a writer. I wrote two books, so I still don't think myself as a writer or actor or anything because like I feel like, you know, like you're a writer. You are the example of a writer, right? Like you are uh, an excellent uh writer, you probably write really well, you speak really well. I don't consider myself a writer, but I wanted to, like, play the game on social media. Yeah. At the moment, in, like, a month or two, I had, like, a thousand followers because I'm, I decided to play the game. Yeah. Do it in any other social media, and it affects me or something, but I'm just feel like that, but I don't know. <laughs> Hey, it is good, especially if you're a writer. And you are a writer. You've written books. You create podcasts. You've done, like, you create videos that you, you know, maybe scripted sometimes and maybe not scripted sometimes. But all those things make you a writer. Like, you don't need to be on the New York Times bestseller list to be a writer. And you'll probably end up there someday soon anyway. So um, in the writing world, we call that, I don't know if you've heard of this or not, we call that imposter syndrome. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, like, even I get it all the time. Like, um, and, you know, you're like, no, you're a writer, Carrie. But, like, to me, I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I've written books, but I haven't won, like, this prize. Or, like, what if none of, no one ever buys another book again? What am I even doing here? It's, like, all, like, this anxiety thing where you think you're just pretending and every you fooled everybody into thinking that's who you are. Um and so many writers have it. And well, humans, but yeah. Well I have a question for you then. You are a writer. Yeah. And then you said something that it kinda of struck a bell for me. So uh most of my friends they've been telling me to be in TikTok. And oh yeah. No. Because I feel that uh, the the YouTube videos that I do, uh, they start with an idea, then I write a script, I follow the script, and some videos are actually scripted where, like, I did a car commercial. Uh, if anybody ever listens to the radio anymore, they will hear those car commercials where they say, hey, you don't have a license? Come over here and we'll get your car. Hey, uh, you don't have a job? Don't worry, we'll get your <laughs> So I started saying, like, because I've been in the radio industry for such a long time, and I was listening to this, I'm like, let me see how far can I go. So I wrote a script about a car dealership that he's literally saying, you don't have an arm? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Are you a doctor? Don't worry about it. We'll get your car. So like, if somebody goes to my YouTube channel and say, like, funny or die, hopefully they see that. Not only I wrote a script, I produced the video and I made it possible, right? And right. now let me ask you this. So do you see that on the video that it could be scripted? Because that's a really good thing that you brought it up because I guess I'm trying to show that. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like that kind, that video and that kind of video, definitely, I think, oh, that's a person who wrote that video. That person's a writer. Um, you yeah. know, it's a different format than a novel, let's say, or a poem or something, but it's still writing a story because writing is just like communicating your ideas um, in different ways, like it's via script. You know, via a radio ad, via a pretend radio ad, via humor, like, and it's all just communications between the creator and the audience at the most basic level. And does that make sense? Yeah, and it means a lot. Thank you, though. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, like, I was thinking about you because you were in radio for so long, and now you've written, like, you know, a book about podcasting and, and your other book about dadding, for lack of a better word. And, like, was it a straight line for you? Like, was it scary to move into the world of, of I'm guessing it might be have been a little bit scary, um, to write a book and then write another book and write that cool, funny ad. And you know what I mean? Well, I was just telling my girlfriend that I guess one time one, one person said, I'm a doer. And then I've been struggling throughout my life to see what I'm good at. Uh, I struggle with alcohol, you know, because different reasons and my anxiety and blah, blah, blah. But I think I was just running one day. Literally, I was just running one day and I was, uh, my son had, was just born. And um, I think I started thinking, I'm like, how am I going to be a dad? And then I started thinking, this is running, like, you know, exercising. And then I started yeah. I should write a, a book on how to be a dad. And I'm like, I'm like, how to be a dad? And I didn't have a dad. So how to be a dad without a dad? Then I went online, checked to see if the title was available. <laughs> and uh, three months later, I had a, a self-published book. And it's not like people always ask, say, wow, it took you only three months to write like 100 pages of your life. I'm like, yeah, because it's basically my life. The story is already written, you know. I'm, you know, it, like people like you guys are super cool writers that have create a story and then make it into, uh, you know, whole creation. It's different, right? It's a big process and you have to think about characters and stuff like that. But I did, it was like, let me tell you my story, how, you know, I was an immigrant, how I struggled with alcohol, how I overcame that, how I became a dad and how I became the dad that I never had, right? So, yeah. like, it was written and... It wasn't a big process. It's just doing it, you know. And podcasting is the same thing. I know that this is going to sound weird, but radio is dead. It's dying. Uh, it's literally it's dying business. Uh, that's why I started doing all this because my radio career is literally over, and you know, there's no more money there. And it's just not. It's not going to die, but it's not growing. It's yeah. You diminish and. I believe that, uh, you know, in about 10 years, FM will be gone and AM will be the only thing available. So, podcast. Really? Like, yeah. AM will survive? That's interesting. Why do you, I'm sorry. Why do you, I got like, what? Um, why do you think AM will survive and not FM? Do you mind me asking? So, because uh, I'm so clueless, I apologize. Oh, no. This is, and by the way, this is my opinion. So, if anybody's listening and it's a radio. <laughs> and 
you know, wants to give me hate mail, I guess you could follow me at Mr. Jose de la Roca and send me the hate mail there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, for example, I think, I forgot what country, what European country really got rid of FM radio. Uh, FM radio has turned into top 40. So wow. every station that you listen to is a top 40 station, mostly. And um, top 40 station, if you think about it, that's... You can make your own top 40 station on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Like, my yeah. AM station, talk radio is, uh, AM station, like, for example, I'm a Dodger fan. I will uh-huh. listen to the AM station where the Dodgers play because I'm a Dodger player. Like, let's say in Maine, uh, you guys have a sports team and the sports team only comes out in, you know, KW Maine. And yeah. so listen to KW Maine because that's the sports. You, uh, for example, let's say Kerry Johnson comes out on the radio and everybody's a fan of you and you're going to talk about writing and you're going to have a talking monkey in your, in your part, your segment, so people will listen to that. So I believe yeah. FM radio, it's probably the one that will go first because at the moment, FM radio is only top 40 and anybody could have a top 40 station either on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, you name it. Yeah, that's so true. And then you get to, it's almost too, like, when I'm trying to unbox all that you're saying, like, I'm thinking that, like, FM is almost homogenous. You know what I mean? Like, if you, all you hear are the same top 40s over and over and over again, um, there, it's almost like all those radio stations are cannibalizing each other too. And there's no diversity or, you can't explore and find new things the way you put on, let's say, Spotify. And it's not specialized like AM with the radio stations and the talk radio and the, and the sports broadcasts. And that makes so much sense to me, actually. Unfortunately, the DJs or honor personalities are restricted to a corporation that tells yeah. them what to say. So, for example, I would say... Um, Harry, you are on air from 10 to 3, and you are only allowed to go on air three times, and you have to talk about uh, the Kardashians, you have to talk <laughs> about uh, the state, and you have to talk about uh, Trump. And guess what? Everybody's doing the same thing. And by the way, a freedom of speech. You cannot say, uh, you know, the F word, the S word. You cannot express your true feelings because you only have 10 seconds. Yeah. It's like Twitter, almost. Oh, tw- like, you don't want to know my, my ideas about social media. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like Twitter, like, you can only express, like, use time. Well, I guess you can make a tweet depth, but, like, you know, you've got a certain number of characters. You can't go in depth about anything. And, like, what you're saying is, like, DJs, not only are they, like, you can't swear, you have to talk about this, but you also can't talk deeply about this because you only have 20 seconds, right? Yeah, and then, so, basically, uh, corporations are not letting talent be talents. So, those shows yeah. who are succeeding is because their bosses are letting them be talents. Talents are talents for a reason. People have yeah. talent, and have the talent, and be the talent. Don't restrict them. And then whoever is doing that is just making FM radio boring. That makes so much sense. I hope. I mean, and now you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Not a, you are. No, no, you are. no, 
hang out together yeah. um, in a Zoom chat once every month, and I give them feedback for their stories every month. They submit 20 pages, and there's a Facebook group, and we have a bunch of people already signed up, which is awesome um, because... So it's like a, a writing course. It's a writing course that's also very supportive and helps build community. So you get direct feedback from me, and love from other writers. I know. Any course that you're involved with has the instructors more. There's also like a life coaching course. That's very Because you're so sweet. awesome. That's very sweet. I know. There's more information about it on my website. Once again, carriedrumsbooks.blog. You can never say that too much. Carriedrumsbooks.blog. And what else are you doing, love? Am I doing anything else? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you edit I'm, people's work? I'm teaching at the writing barn. I edit people's work. I, you can find me on Readsy. I'm writing my own books. What else are you doing, boo? Me? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm just doing my regular work. But... But... We are going to start formatting people's books also. And we will be doing print edition and e-book. E-books. Which are types of formatting styles. Right. So you can come to us and we will clean up your grammar. Full service book prep slash publishing house. Yeah. The only thing we're not doing is cover design. Yep. Yep. Pretty cool. Once again, that would have to land back in your on your desk, though, because like unless people want stick figures for the covers all the time. Every book's a kids book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Evie's fine. Like, yeah, right. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'll do the Kama Sutra cover with stick figures. <laughs> no, all is good. That no, it's just an example of. How it could be deceptive because it's stick figures, but you never know what's inside. Anyways, we're gonna end it here. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we stay healthy and strong, okay? Yeah. Because we need you in this world. Stay strong.